one, go. Hello, Bruins fans and NHL fans. Welcome to episode 60 of Bruins Beat. I'm brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always. And I just want to say that this show is being sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Uh, Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Uh, Blue Apron is also built on affordability, variety, flexible, it's easy, and it's guaranteed. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Beat. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Beat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And uh, so, guys, obviously the Bruins only had two games this week due to the All-Star game. With, um, the Bruins obviously are sitting in a playoff spot right now for the time being. Uh, but the, I, I'm just so annoyed with this team because the, well, it's, it's, just so, it's just so typical Bruins the last two games. The last two games to actually show up and play hard and fight and battle and do whatever it took to, you know, get a win here and to get, and to get, a, win in the, get, to get a win in these past two games. And it's like, job. it's like okay, um, it's and, uh, yes, it saved Claude's job. You know, the All Star break would have been the perfect time to, you know, probably fire Claude Julien. And I'm assuming they would have looked at it if the Bruins, you know, continue to, to slide. But then they they win two games, they go out and they play their asses off. And it's like, where has this been all season long? And I get it, this team's not good enough, and we all three of us know that the team's not talented or skilled enough. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. We know that. But the fact is, the past two games. They've competed and they have actually tried and shown that they care, and that's all we're asking for. There's been so many games this year where they just don't play, they don't show up, they don't try. They say they weren't ready to play, and these last two games they're finally ready to play. And look what happens. Look at the results. Those are probably two of the most entertaining games the Bruins have played all season long. These past two, most entertaining. And even though they won them, I'm happy they won them, and I, I want them to win. It's just where has this been? And then you then you have Marshan. You know, saying answer questions about Julian, saying, "Oh, that's just media driven." You know, we love Claude. Claude's our guy. Claude's our coach. Like, uh, that's just the only only the media is talking about Claude's job security, and it's like, well, yeah, the media is talking about jobs. I mean, Claude's job security because you guys have sucked pretty much all year, and you guys have games like against the New York Islanders where you lose four nothing. That's why. And it's just yeah. this team is just like you said, Joe. I remember you, you said, "Don't get too excited yet," and I'm not. But it's just frustrating to see how good they can play when they actually try and care and want and want to succeed when they show up for games. You know what I mean? It actually shows oh, they, they can compete and they can play with these teams, and regardless of whether or not they can win a Stanley Cup, which we all know they won't, but it just shows that they can compete. And that's all we've been asking for all season long. Yeah, I mean, um, yet again, we think Claude might be out the door, and yet again, they decide to play. Um, I'm, I'm far from being uh, even that Detroit game. If you think about it, they it was you know even well both games they were behind in both games again, and they just happened to pull a couple out of the fire. Um, like I said, like I said, I'm not getting excited. They have to let, let's win three in a row, which will tie your longest winning streak of the season. And then to honestly, they have a shot at the playoffs because they only have 30 games left. They need to go on an epic run of like seven eight game winning streak at least. Um, and we all know by the schedule. I just prior to you got us coming on. I looked at the schedule. I mean, they only got ten games next month. They get eighteen days off. So this is when everybody else is going to catch up. 
and we're going to find out if we're eight games out of you know eight points off a playoff spot by the end of the month. That's a good point. I didn't uh, obviously the Bruins have their bye week this upcoming month, so like you said, it's the Bruins need every point they can get. So that's why I was, I mean, somewhat happy that they won both of those games, but in the same way frustrated because it's like you've left, they've left so many points on the board by not being ready to play, by not trying and not caring. And the past two games, they actually care. And like you said, because Claude's job's on the line, it's it's just maddening. Yeah, it's, t- it's typical Bruins. I mean, their schedule is, like, seriously ridiculous. They have uh, the first two weeks of Fe- – uh, three weeks of February, they only have five games. So – but the thing is, that, you know, I want the pra- – they have 18 days off. I want them practicing, like, 16 or 15 games, 15 of those days because they need it. You know what I mean? This is – this. They, were such, they had such an opportunity to pull away from the pack because they had so many games in hand, and they just did the complete opposite. They absolutely crapped their pants. So they're far from out of the woods. Well, the only thing that sucks, Mike, as you mentioned, and Jason, feel free to chime in at any time, um, that is that, you know, they had they saving Claude's job. I'd rather have them I'd rather have them just lost these last two games and they fired his ass because I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this hanging on by a string, you know? But, and I think that this has actually been made really clear uh, from the onset. Claude's not getting fired this year, no matter what happens. Yeah. It's it's a pipe dream at the moment, which we you don't hear me say too often. And uh, with that being said, it's not going to make a difference. The Bruins are not going to make the playoffs. I'm calling that right now with 30 games to go. Yeah, very uh, bold statement, Jason. They're not. Uh, <laughs> not... Those two wins don't mean much. So what? They got two wins. Big deal. What do you mean they don't mean much? They it's don't. The first time the Bruins have cared and actually show they can compete I in know. games. All but they, they, they've they've competed for two games. That's it. It doesn't mean much that, to me until been, you see consistently. That's been, two more, that's been two more games they competed for the previous week. True, or the previous two weeks, or the previous three weeks. But it's the same inconsistent play. Let's see this for a month straight before I come back here and say that the Bruins can do it. I haven't seen it yet this season. So why? Why should I believe that this team's going to turn it around? Uh, the one I thing don't. I would say, the one thing I would say is it looks like Brad Marchand's going on one of his tears right now. Oh yeah, he woke up finally, and then uh, yeah. hopefully that goal Poshnok scored against the trail get him out of his funk. But, but it just looks like Brad Marchand is, is might do what he did last year and go on that stretch where he was scoring pretty much every game and putting the team on his back. And Poshnok did it early on, and the Bruins were doing well in Tuka. So Poshnok and Tuka did it early on. Can Marchand do it again now? Because, I mean, the past two games, he's four goals. He, he looks energized. He looks ready to play. He's he's ready to go. I, I mean, Marchand did it last year. I, I don't I – mean, so I think Marchand's one of the best players in the league when he plays like the way he's been playing the past two games. And who's to say he can't, you know, do it again? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up for this Bruins team to make the playoffs. I'm just saying it looks like Marchand's going on one of his runs where he's scoring like every game. But when he's not slew foot, now you guys can you guys uh, answer me this? Did was that in retaliation? Didn't Bergeron get slew footed as well? I'm not entirely sure, but I was absolutely stunned that Marshall didn't get, didn't get suspended. And if he got suspended, I was gonna I was gonna come on here and blast him for it because he he's been, do doing, he, he's been doing great by not like agitating, but not crossing the line. He crossed the line against Detroit, and I was completely stunned that he didn't get suspended. And if you got suspended, there's no way the Bruins would have beaten Pittsburgh, which is why I would have been pissed off at Marshan. But I'm still kind of pissed off because when he plays with those antics, it's he, he hurts the team. We don't we don't need that Marshan. We need the Marshan that's been scoring the goals and agitating without crossing the line. And when he does that, he's one of the best players in the league. 
No, I completely agree. We need them. We can't have them screwing around. But the, you know, um, like I said, one thing I gotta I gotta definitely address. So uh, Carlo had a really bad game against. Uh, he's had a real tough stretch, and I cannot deal with these Boston Bruins, quote unquote, fans. Trade him, get rid of him. He's nineteen years old. Please, I think he just turned. Guys. I think he just turned twenty, but still, he's twenty years old. He's been in the first professional year uh, in NHL. Give the kid a break. Are you kidding me? Did anyone expect him to do this this year? I hate these people who just like trade everybody. You know, well, no, the young, especially the young kids. Like you got to let them mature. They're gonna make mistakes. You're just so aggravated because the rest of the guys, the, the veterans, have not come to play most of the year. And you're gonna pick on the kid, right? So. If it were me, Joe, and I agree with your point, I would trade the veterans before I trade the new guys. Oh, absolutely. Kyle's got way more upside, man. Are you kidding me? He's just completely, you know. But you're talking financials, too. And right now, you know, you got Charlie McAvoy coming up. You've got David Pasternak, who's going to have to get paid. Oh, for sure. Somebody's going to have to go. Something's going to have to give. I'm not going to get into this in January. I'm good. I'll save my energy. I know people pissed off the way this team's going. I understand it, but like, if you're gonna gripe and complain and bitch, let, let's be a little more smart about it. Like, this kid has gone above and beyond any expectations for what 52 of the games he was. Uh, I would say about 38 to 40 of his games, he was the best, second best defenseman on the team. So I, I can't. Come on. <laughs> I, I just, no, I, 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 yeah, it's frustrating. Like, I get it. He's played bad. Like, he, like everyone has bad stretches. No one was claiming. No one was saying anything bad about other players when they go through bad stretches. It's like let. Oh, he's Tuka. Gonna, well, Tuka. well, yeah, that's only. It's only Tuka. Yeah, Tuka gets the backlash. But, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like when other other players go through funks too, it happens. It's an 82 game season for a. It's 82 game season schedule. Oh, excuse me for a reason. Players can't play at well in all 82 games. It's just unrealistic. And also, he's never played an 82 game schedule. Well, he's this, never played this, and, well, this and traveled like this and. Yeah, and condensed. It's like he's going to make mistakes, like you said. He's young. He's improving. He's growing. And, yeah, he had a terrible game against Pittsburgh. Absolutely terrible. And he got hurt, too. Luckily, yeah. he's, luckily he skated today, so I'm glad he's not going to miss too much time. And so he's back on the ice today. But He's not going to miss any. Miss any. He should be back on the ice tomorrow to play. It's, like you said, Joe, it's just frustrating. It's like he's one of the best defensemen that we've had all season long. Just let him go out there and play. And, and this, these are the same fans that will claim that, well, Claude doesn't like to play the young kids. Oh, dude, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Like, You can't have it both ways. You want, Claude can't do anything wrong, but this 19, 20-year-old kid can do everything wrong. It's amazing. It's amazing. You, it's know, like, you know me, guys. I, lo- I love Tuca, but I call a spade a spade. Tuca, prior to probably the second, third period against Pittsburgh, did not play well. He was not playing well the last three month and a half. I'm not going to lie. But it's also his team has a lot to do with that, too. People forget that there's five other guys on the ice beside Tuca. That if they break down and stuff, more than likely that's going to cost Tuca. See, people just don't get that. You know, he's had some bad games like that poke check in the uh, shootout was ridiculously. That was horrible. I mean, I can admit that stuff, but Claude, they can't. Can you pick on Claude? Oh, like it, it, it annoyed me too, Joe. When oh, then they were playing Detroit, and it was um, Detroit. Score, no, Detroit scored in their first shot in the shot in the period. Oh my god, that was so brutal. But. But well, the problem was, was it was it Rask's fault for letting in the goal, or was it was a breakaway from the t- from uh, the blue line, yeah. the blue line in? It was a, the far blue line in. It was a breakaway. Like his first shot of the game's a breakaway. He didn't even get, he didn't even get to see the rubber on his pads yet, or in his glove. His first shot's a breakaway, and it's one of Detroit's better players, Athens C. who has been playing phenomenal this year. Like, you know, what do you want him to do? 
Do you notice the big shakeup was, uh, you know, after they got blown out in Pittsburgh, the big shakeup was to bring Jimmy Hayes back? Yep. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? He almost got an assist or a goal, actually. But still, he – what are we doing? Riley Nash scored the other day. You knew stuff was going in there, going in their favor when Riley Nash scored. I was like, what else could go right? Well, that's what happens, though. Oh, you know, no, when, you're, when you play a full 82-game season – Kevin Miller, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Let, let, let me build off of that. When Go you ahead. play a full AEG game season, you get those flashes of the good play. So don't get me wrong, it is probable that the Bruins could go on a three or four game win streak. But I don't think with the schedule they have ahead, plus that bye week, plus the, how well the other teams are playing, it doesn't mean much. I think that it might end up being too little too late. And I don't think that the Bruins are good enough, plus the age of their defense. I don't think that they're good enough to be able to get themselves back into the playoff playoff picture, even though they're already uh, uh, in it right now. Yeah, not to use excuses, but th- that this buy couldn't have came at the worst time, the worst time for them. They needed it when they were really like tanked at like what about what three or four weeks ago? When did the buy start? Beginning of January or? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so if they had this earlier, I think it would have benefited them. Now, if they stop putting this stuff together, say they win the next couple of games, they got to wait another five six days to play. I mean, they're, that's the momentum killers. They, this is going to believe. At least Claude can't count the practice because they're tired. Oh, I know. I know. But, but with 10 games this month, this is going to be tough on them because their well, momentum is going to be shot because they won't have any momentum because it's so many breaks. Well, maybe it could, maybe it could benefit them. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to. It, we'll have to wait and see how, the, obviously, the bye week affects them. But uh, just, the, I just, the, just the passion that the Bruins had in the Pittsburgh game was just – Oh, that was a great. Those are the best one of the year. By far. Yeah, and they're like they're down to nothing, of course, per usual. But they yeah. find a way to come back, and their back is just banging everyone out against the boards. Colin Miller drops the gloves and has a great fight. That I didn't even great. know. I didn't know Colin Miller could throw the gloves like that, and I was I was pretty impressed. And you no, know, it was physical, and you know, you get Backus going at Kessel. You get it was just a fun game to watch. And the Bruins need to play like that more often, and they don't play like that enough. And that was oh. the reason. And that's the reason I'm frustrated is because they have the capability to do so and they aren't doing it. And like Jason said too, it pro it might be too late. It probably is too late. But the fact that they're showing it now is the frustrating part for me and maybe some other Bruins fans. Well, the thing is, this that game the other night was reminiscent of 2011. That was reminiscent of like when they were really good three or four years ago. That was it. The fights, the physicality, the passion, the, the no quit. Marshawn like pumped up psyched. That's what they need. That's that's the performance we wanted all this year. You, Grant, you cannot do it every game. I have no problem if you put in a hell of an effort. Like, for instance, Pittsburgh on paper has better talent than them. If they played Pittsburgh tough, like the Washington game the other, well, early in the season, they came back, they roared back, they played them tough, and I think we were happy about that. We actually called that a good loss. You know what I mean? I, I'd rather have you have a good effort and a loss than you, bail, you, you crap in your pants and like a squeaky win, which is just going to carry over and you're just going to continue – to make mistakes and lose, and then lose, then lose, then lose. Because sometimes you get buck luck. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I just. I'm going to build off that point, Joe. You made a very good build, point baby. there. Build, baby. Um, just you know, to say that you're going to build off it. Just chime in, baby. Are you going to build on it, or are you just going to say, I'm going to build on it? <laughs> I, chime in. <laughs> um, well, you said it. The Bruins had a good loss against Washington, and they've had a lot of games where they've had good losses. But overall, based on the roster, you have the Bruins management telling you this team's good enough to make a deep playoff run. Uh, I, but 
that's a farce. That's not true. Oh, this team true. wasn't good enough from the start to make a good playoff run. You're beginning to see it midway through the season. This Bruins team is just another average team in the league, and it's not and it's not all not all of its effort. You know what? They've put in a more effort this season than they have the last two seasons. So I can't say too much. The young players are showing some improvement. Pasternak's come around. Martian's playing his contracts worth. But this Bruins team's not good enough. The age and the contracts were killing this team. And we all saw this two or three years ago and Shirley was fired. It's like a used car salesman, right? It's like, you know, these some of these cars in this lot are probably not up to standard and they're probably lemons, but you still sell them. That's what the Jacobs and everybody had to do with, with the Bruins. They got to get the season ticket holders to come and renew their tickets. They're going to like, but the season ticket holders are not stupid and they smell, they can smell the crap a mile away. All right. They, What's going to end up happening, they lose, They don't make the playoffs this year. Season ticket holders, Mike included, are going to be thinking about not renewing. And that's when it's going to hit them in the wall, and that's when they're going to have to make moves like firing Sweeney, firing Neely, firing Claude, firing the guy clean the bathrooms, firing the guy you know selling pretzels, whatever. they got to make some drastic changes because, I mean, I, I don't know why you're going to wait. For, I, I, would, I don't know why you're going to wait until the end of the year for Cassie. I think Cassie came up knowing that he – He's going to come up because he thought he was going to have All right, guys, so that's enough about the last two games and Julian. <laughs> well, let's, get, let's get into the fun stuff here. And um, since, this, I mean, since it was the All-Star uh, break this week and um, obviously Martian and Rask went, we'll talk about the All-Star game a little bit later on. But since, it's like, since they call the All-Star game the midpoint of the season, uh, I figured we'd bring back, you know, our, uh, our grades. Oh. Um, Oh, I, yes. I mean, we, we did it once before when we were frustrated with this team. We went through all the players and gave their grades for the year. So I think it's a fitting time to do that now. So uh, we'll start with uh, David Backus. We're going to go alphabetically? Yeah, we'll go alphabetically. We'll start with David Backus. Uh, of course, the Bruins website, you know, decides to sort them by their first name. Damn them. Can we just go that way? Do you mind? No, I, I, I have I have the list right here. Probably last right. I have David, Back, David Backus first. All right, David Backus. I'll go. I will give him. Hmm, I'll give him a. Uh, is there anything between a B minus and a C plus? Because <laughs> that's where I think he falls. No, I know. I, I think that's exactly where he fits. That's what I was going to give him to. A C. I was going. I was going to give him a B. So right now we're along the same lines. Well, well, no, I think, I think for me knows. personally, is a B. A B's too high, but because there's certain games that Backus like doesn't show up in. But then there's certain games like the Pittsburgh game where it's yes. like, holy smokes, you notice know, a big difference there. All C plus, yeah, C plus. All right, so the uh, and uh, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first with the next player because I'm I've been really sure. frustrated with this player. It's okay. uh, Matt Bolesky. I'm giving Matt Bolesky a flat out F. And I know he's got hurt and he missed a lot of time, yeah. but even when he played, he was not contributing anything. Ever since he's come back, he's been playing recently. Do people even notice Matt Bolesky on the ice anymore? I was happy they signed him. I thought it was a good signing because they didn't spend that much money. I thought he would yeah. come in and um, you know play with Krejci and be one of those guys that can put the puck on the net and bang and be what pretty much Bagus was supposed to be. But he's worse. I mean, he's not Bagus at all. He's worse than Bagus. I'm giving Matt Bolesky an F. And until I see I, – I, this this might have been one of the worst free agent signings that Dunsmeany's had, unfortunately. Ooh, wow. Um, free, free agent signings, I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I don't know. How many games did he end up missing? How many games did he end up missing? Uh, at least 30. Uh, missed, uh, well, he missed almost half the season. Yep. So I can't get you know I know you're you're tough on him. I can't do that. I'll get I'll give him like a D plus. I can't give him an F because he missed half the year. Um, you know what I mean? So I yep. mean if you didn't go to half the classes and you didn't do well, I mean, black well, that's on you. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I give him a D plus. I, I think F's a little too harsh because he missed half a year. I might go F plus right in the middle. Ooh, F plus. Let's make up new stuff. What's cool to you guys? <laughs> um, I agree with Mike. I I think that, you know, when we first looked at it, that Bolesky signing seemed good. But when I also really did the research and went into it last year, Bolesky was a player that people had guessed would struggle. That he kind of got lucky with the line mates he had in Anaheim that helped bring out his skill. But he wasn't really one of the top tier free agent signings at the time. As much as he should, right, so as much as he's give, as much as as much as that was sold for him to be. Totally agree, Jason. That's a good point there. Uh, next one is Bergeron, and uh, this was a tricky one for me personally because uh, I love Bergeron. Everyone loves Bergeron in Boston. You know, recently yeah. he's been starting to play well, a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of time during the season that he was not playing well. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Bergeron a C plus. And Ooh. I know it's a little people can say it's a little harsh, but. I mean, yeah. you look at early, earlier on this season, he wasn't really producing at all. He wasn't doing well, much. He Recently, he's starting to play a lot better, and we, the Bruins need him to keep playing like that if they even want to have a chance and make right. the playoffs. But there, as of, up to this point, I'm giving him a C+. Plus. I'm going to give him a B because for any other human being, uh, it'd, be a, it'd be a C. So uh, I'll give him a B because I still think he's – I think he's rebounded greatly lately. Uh, that, that rhymed. Um, so I, I will uh, – yeah, I'm going to go with a B. Bergeron. I'm going to go C plus at the midseason point. Oh. I agree with Mike. Um, oh. He's not having the kind of year he hoped to have. I can't place all the blame on him. So I have this gut instinct that he must be playing with an injury of some sort if he's not himself. Um, so I'm going to go C plus. All right. All right so, uh, the next one's going to be uh, Austin Zarek. Uh, young player. He hasn't really been playing that much recently because they, you know, decided to play Jimmy Hayes instead. Joe's favorite thing in the world. Oh, but, wow. um, a younger player with a lot of speed, uh, you didn't expect much from him. But he's come in, he's played okay. So I'm going to give yeah. him like a C-. C-. Mm-hmm. I agree. So he's been, when he's played, he's been, he's been average, nothing great. But I mean... He's a rookie. Yeah, exactly. He, he hasn't done anything to like, hurt himself, I think, for the future either. No. So I'll give him like a C-. minus. Yeah, me too. I agree. So, okay. Here's where you guys might disagree with me because of the way that I'm going to grade the standard. Mm-hmm. Amongst the veterans... You would go C minus for the rookies of what he's played, the way he's played with the rookies on the team. I'm gonna give him a B, a B, B plus. Um, oh, we're not doing this hybrid, hybrid scores here, Jason. Just give him one. <laughs> yeah, fine. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a B because okay. amongst the rookies, he's been one of the better rookies when he's been on the ice. He's definitely hasn't done anything to hurt himself. You know. If he, I'm not counting him as one of the veterans, he's still a kid. So for the for the time that he's played on the ice, I'm gonna give him a B. Okay. All right. The uh, Joe's favorite player is next. Uh, Jimmy Hayes. Negative four hundred thirty-two. <laughs> I, I. You know what? You know what? He is even worth a letter. I'm not giving him anything. I'm giving him nothing because if I give, if you give someone nothing, that means you don't care either way. He's he doesn't mean anything to me. I give him a nothing. All right, I think I think it's safe to move on after that one, Jason. I think we, I think uh, Joe's had that one wrapped up for for a while now. <laughs> yeah. So can but, I uh, just add, can I build on that? I'm gonna go yeah, negative yeah. four hundred and thirty-three. Okay, right. good. That's good. Let's go. I'm gonna go with an integer. Of Whatever you win. You get the number. Negative pi. All right, so I think this next one's gonna be interesting. And I'm, um, I've been a big supporter of this player for a while now, uh, David Krejci, but you know he he's producing. Oh. He's producing and putting up numbers on the power play, and he's, when he when he wants to play, he plays. But 
Joe mentioned this the last week. I think he said he was like minus ten or so. He's minus not playing 11. minus eleven, so he's not playing well on the defensive end. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give Krejci a C. Mm, yes, um, I give. Here's the thing with Krejci, as we all know this, even though we think Bergeron, Marshawn, historically, as Krejci goes, the Bruins go. Playoff runs, everything. So when he's not doing well, the team's usually not doing well. He's not doing well. He's almost unnoticeable a lot of the times. Um, I'm going to give him a C minus. Bill, who's Bill? I don't know. C minus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a D. D. Ooh, I think it's his disgusting. age is catching up to him. I don't think he's the same player he was in 2011 or 2012. Oh, I yeah, think the injuries are catching well, up no, to him. The, the hips, yeah, the hip, hips do lie. Yeah, the injuries are <laughs> catching up to him, yeah. and I don't even think he's tradable anymore. Nope, I don't think he is either. Yeah, I don't I'm think changing he's my score to a D plus. Actually, thanks, Jason, for bringing that up. Actually, I, I'm changing to a D plus. Hey, shot you guys good me. I used a I pencil. I erased it. It's a D plus. <laughs> I don't know. Krejci does have 30 points in 52 games, so I don't think he's been dreadful like other players have, so I'm going to give him a C. I think his defensive game, obviously. Jason, you bring up a good point with his injuries. I think they are catching up to him, and I think sure. it's I think it's definitely causing him to slow down. But Absolutely. You see some flashes with Krejci, like Joe said, but you don't see enough. And that's no. the It's point. not consistent enough, and that's what you look for yeah, in the team yeah. to be a good team. He doesn't have consistent wingers. You know, him bitching about his wingers, it was really that pissed me off early this year. Yeah, understandably so. Uh, so the next one is uh, Brad Marchand. Hmm. I'll go first. I'm going to say uh, B plus. Even though he had a little bit of a dip, he's still one of the guys that really cranks up the team. He's. I think he's become a leader. Uh, absolutely a leader on this team. More than uh, honestly, more than the other three guys were in the letters uh, lately. You know what I mean? Like you see how pumped up he was against Pittsburgh. That's what we need to see night and night. We need guys to get passionate again. We don't see that too often anymore. No. That's the scary part. So I agree with that, and I, I I'm gonna say Brad. I give Brad Marchand an A minus. I think he's been the leader of this team all season long. Like even though he dipped in like scoring earlier in the year, he was still playing well and produce and not, not producing, but he was like he's still playing well and always around the puck. Like you said, recently he's been a leader. He now has the most goals on the team. I don't know if people realize that he passed Pasternak for the yep. for most goals on the team. I think without Marchand, he has the most. He's ranked in the top ten. This year in yep. points, the last time I checked, he was ranked seventh in points. I just think Martian's had a hell of a year. I give yep. Martian an A minus. A-. All right, so with my take on this one, Mike, you might actually agree with me on this. I am going to go in A. Um, oh. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I think that Martian's played up for that contract this year. He's played up the way he's supposed to. I mean, yes, he had that slew foot against uh, Detroit, which That's I'm going to because he got fined and he got lucky on that. I do agree it wasn't smart. But besides that, what can you expect? The guy's leading the team in scoring. He's leading the team in points. He's leading the but, team but, in assists. Um, Martian's really been the heart of the team at the moment. And, you know, I have to go with an A on that. He's one of the few A's. But just to, just to do caveat off that, I, I use French words here and there. Um, the thing is, it's slew foot stuff. Like, he remembers how much it hurt when he missed the Winter Classic as him being stupid. He needs to stop that. They need him. They cannot lose this dude at all. They lose him. They're done. Done, done, done. I like, agree. No I agree. He's going so to cut, cut that crap out. Uh, so, next, yeah. ne- the next two will be interesting, I think, because. Um, Put them together. 
I'm not going to put them together, but I just think they're going to be interesting to talk about. The first one is uh, Dominic Moore. Um, for what he was expected to do and what he's doing, the thing is you don't hear a lot about him because he's not screwing up. I mean, he's not scoring tons of goals, but he's not screwing up. And if I look here, he's a plus two. Not bad on the fourth line. Um, I give him, you know, see, it's, you kind of can't, if you compare him to other guys on the team, like for his role, if you grade him on his role alone, I think his role alone, he's like at an A minus B plus at his role. You can't compare him to a Marshawn version. They have more skills than an Ellie. But as for what he was uh, signed for, I think he's done an admirable job. I think he's an A minus for his job. All right, yeah, that's definitely. I definitely see what you're saying there. I'm gonna give him a B. Uh, like you said, I think he definitely his expectations were were very low, and I think he definitely outplayed his expectations. Um, he's, I think he always gets energy in the fourth line. I think every time they really send him out there and they need yeah. to get stuff stuff going, I think he's always around the puck. Uh, he's he's good, yeah, he's good on the penalty kill. I love the way he plays the game. Like you said, he mucks up in the corner. He does everything the team asks him to do. I think he's a solid fourth liner. I'm giving him a B. So maybe I'm being a little bit low for yeah. what he does, but I, I just think a B is a solid fit for him. I think he's been above, like a, better than average, but not great. So I think a B is perfect. You could have dropped him on the Merlot line, and he would work perfectly with with Campbell or Pie and Thornton. He would have been perfect fit for that. So I agree. So Joe, I'm gonna call you on it because you called me on just for the hell of it. Um, <laughs> B, my, B plus or A minus? Which one? Pick one. Oh, uh, did I make a decision? I said A minus, didn't I? You said it, you were you were playing hybrid. Yeah, you said uh, A minus. Okay, you know, I, I, I'm go gonna back go. Back. I'm gonna go A minus. I agree with Joe completely. I just had to mess with him. Twenty dollar bills in the mail. <laughs> 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 All right, next one. Who we got next? Oh, my my favorite player, Riley Nash. Oh, Christ, is that a? Can I actually give that as a score? No. Um, uh, he. Nah. Yeah, uh, D minus. He's barely out there. He's a. He's oh, I totally agree. This guy sucks. I don't care what <laughs> anyone says. I don't care. He scored a goal the other day. I don't care. He's played in every single game. In every single game, you notice him. He does. He does nothing. He can't score. He doesn't like. What does he do? What does he do well? Can someone please tell me what he does well? I have no idea. I don't. I give him a D minus, luckily, because he, he hasn't been an absolute train wreck like Jimmy Hayes has. But he's played in every game. And he has nine points, three goals. You, you, you so, know what happened? I don't think Neely was wearing his glasses, and he thought it was Rick Nash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's what I'm gonna do. He has nine points, and he's minus five. He sucks. Yeah, he does. He scored here's the other night. I might go, go Harry ahead. Potter scoring on this one. I'm gonna All give right. him a T for troll. Which is a the lowest for troll? Yes, a T for troll. I don't troll. Read those it's well, the lowest yeah, score yeah. you can get in Harry Potter, which is lower than American scoring. I get all right. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do movies. I'll give him the Star Wars grade. I'll give him the dude that got his arm cut off by Luke in the cantina. <laughs> he's not even the dude. He's the arm. I just really don't know what Riley Nash does well. I don't get Nothing. why he's. I don't. Riley just, Nash is in minus five. You guys want to know what Jimmy Hayes is? Minus four million. Minus four. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well. Anyway, they both were. Nash, what a train wreck, right. Riley Nash. Right, I can't believe my... it. I, I, Riley Nash is the new Chris Kelly. But even but Chris Kelly would oh, show no, up. Chris, no, I, I'd rather have Chris Kelly still. Chris Kelly's better. No, no. Chris Kelly, when he got traded in 2011, he was great at that time. Perfect signing. He did so well. And then uh, 12, he was okay. 13, that's when he started stinking. But at least he brought something. Nash brings zero. He does bring zero. And Claude plays him all the time. He's out right. there all the time. 
He plays so much. I don't get it. Oh. All right. So, uh, All right. Who's next? next? Uh, David Passionate. This one should be interesting. And yeah. The last time we graded Passionate, we gave him an A plus. No question about it. Oh, and he deserved right. the A plus. But right now, I'm gonna switch from an A plus to a B plus. He went through a he went through a stretch where he um he wasn't scoring. He was putting up points. He was getting assists. But yep. Pashnik Pashnik needs needs to score a little more. He can't go 18 games or so without scoring a goal. The Bruins need him, and I understand sometimes it happens. People go through stretches, uh, but the Bruins need him a lot more and need him to produce a lot more if the Bruins want to have a shot at this. So that's why I'm gonna give him a B plus. I'm yep. not knocking him because he plays he's playing bad. I just think he did, the Bruins need him to score a little bit more. Well, I think he made his own bed because he was on such fire at the beginning that I think everybody had such high expectations. So when he when you have a drastic drop off like that, like if he scored a couple goals over the eighteen games, or, you know, like three or four goals over the eighteen games, you could have been like, okay, he didn't have anything. So I agree. I think he falls a full letter grade to a B plus. So I'm gonna disagree with both of you for a couple oh, of things. Um, of course, of course you are. Basically, looking at some of the stats. I'm going to stick okay. with the A. Yeah, he's faltered a little bit when it comes to goal scoring, but the assists have oh. still been there. He's second in the team in points, plus minus, he's a plus 14, compared to Brad yeah. Marchand's plus 7. So I figure if we're going to give Marchand that A, pass the next one of those other people, let me give the A still. See, it's almost you can't compare them. See, for me, I don't know how you two guys feel. You can't compare the, each guy to another guy on the team. Do you know what I mean? I think they bring their own. They need to be great on their own, if you will, if that makes any sense. Um... Like I said, Bergeron was a B, but like for every other human being on the earth, he's a C. But all right, never mind. My whole argument just got destroyed. Never mind. I'm here. And <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be the one to destroy that there, Joe. So uh, you're good. You, I'll, you avoid I'll, I'll it. I'll be over here in the corner drinking my beer. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right, Joe. Sometimes everyone makes a bad a bad argument or a bad point. Yeah. Uh, that it just happened to be one of your bad moments there. Yeah. Anyways, I have uh, the next years. one is uh, Tim Shower. Obviously, the Bruins signed him in the offseason. No one really knew what they were going to get yeah. from Tim Scheller. I just think he's a meh C-minus. player. I think it's D-plus, C-minus range. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's done okay, but, like, he's been playing – like, he's been on the line with Krejci a lot sometimes, and you don't really notice him producing. And if you're playing with Krejci, you need you to produce a little bit. And if you're playing top six minutes, you need to produce. I, I don't know. He's not terrible. He, he does his job, like you said. He's he's there. Mucks, he's there, yeah. he, he mucks it up like Moore does, but, I mean, he doesn't – Wow, me. Uh, C minus, yeah, C minus. Yeah, C minus. C minus. We're all agreed on that one. Yeah. All right, so the next one is my person. I think it's gonna be my personal favorite one to give out is uh, Ryan Spooner. And Ryan Spooner, I thought this year, with along with Pasnick and Vitrano, that those three would have breakout seasons this year. Obviously, you're getting one from Pasnick. Vitrano got hurt, which obviously didn't help, but he's starting to do a little bit better now that he's actually playing. Ryan Spooner, I think, has tailed off drastically. I don't think he, Claude Julian likes him. I don't think he fits Claude Julian's system. And I just think he's overrated. And I'm giving Ryan Spooner a D-. minus. I'll give him a D. And the funny thing is what you said about Claude, that he hates him, but Claude puts him on the goddamn shootout every time. Hates him, but puts him out there in a shootout. Don't get it. <laughs> you know, so. Well, we all know Claude doesn't know how to do We all know Claude doesn't know how to do shootout lineups. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. D. What do you got, Jason? Uh, for Spooner, I'm going to go D-. minus. Yeah, he's disgusting. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think that this is one of the biggest disappointments for the Bruins this season. Deeper disappointment. Yeah, I agree. Because everyone looked at Spooner last year when um, he controlled the power play in the half wall. When Krejci got hurt, he really stepped up and, like, showed that he can play. And, you know, he, he was the one complaining over the summer, too, about 
oh, well, I don't want to have to play wing. I want to play center. Just shut up and do your job. Yeah, please. Do your job. Uh, he was annoying. So the last forward on the list is Vetrano. And I'm going to give Vetrano personally an incomplete. I don't think he's played yeah, yeah. enough this season to even give him a grade. I like what I've seen so far for the limited time he's been playing. But it's, right. it's you can't really give him a grade when he's only played like 15 games or so. He's not. There he is. He's five three and eight. Yeah, minus six. Uh, yeah, I mean he he's he's a sniper. I think that second line is still kind of uh, a mess. They're still trying to find the right chemistry on that line. I still don't think they found it. So um, yeah, would you end up giving him again, Mike? I can make him complete personally. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. All right, so let's move on to the defenseman, I guess, where everything should get interesting. Uh, so the first one is Brandon Carlo. And Carlo, obviously, as we talked about earlier, is having a bad kind of stretch right now of games. Oh, by the way, uh, I so, agree with you guys on Trey Petrano. Yeah, I was like, I was looking for you. Like, Jason, <laughs> Jason. Just a heads up here. But, I I mean, so anyways, Brandon Carlo, uh, 20 years old, you know, he's coming. I feel like he's coming to his own a little bit. You've seen some good good plays. You've seen some bad plays. And yep. he's played a little bit bad recently, but I, I'm not going to knock him too much for being a 20-year-old playing 20-plus minutes a night mm-hmm. and making these mistakes. I'd rather him be out there for getting 20-plus minutes than Kevin Miller getting out there for 20-plus minutes or John Michael Lyles out there for 20-plus minutes. Uh, so I will. Developing. So I will take the good with the bad with Carlo, yep. and I don't sure. think he's been absolutely horrendous to the point where you can't play him anymore. So I'm going to give Brandon Carlo a B minus. Wow, you might be sharing the same brain again. Yeah, I get. I also give him a B minus too. And like I said, you know, talking earlier, for everyone who's crapped on Carlo, you know, saying trade him, get rid of him. Keep in mind, he's 20 years old. You didn't know. You didn't know how to get out of your mother's basement at 20. Come on, let's go. Come on, people. Seriously, get, get, get a break. And he's playing 20 plus minutes a night. It's not like he's yeah. out there only playing like you know. Seven minutes or so. Where you can like, where is your sixth defenseman? He's not playing. He's not he's playing. Your second or third best at the least uh, best defenseman twenty. I'll take that all day. Thanks. All right. So I think this one's gonna be interesting too. Um, next one is the Daniel Chara, and obviously Chara, I think has had a better year this year than I expected, especially what happened to him last year. Great. Uh, not that I think. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a resurrection there because I think the World Cup of Hockey absolutely helped him. Big time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it'll be and I think this bye week will, will actually, one of the only players I'm going to get will benefit will be Chara because of his age. He's too because he's banged yeah, up. Yeah, but I think Chara, obviously Chara is one of the most. And you know what? I'm not disappointed with Chara this year. No. I'm really right. not. I think Chara deserves like a B. I think right. Chara, yeah. Chara's, Chara's been the best defenseman for this team all season long, I think personally. And I, I don't have any complaints with Chara. No, I don't either. I, I give him a B too and, God, I'm just I feel like I'm just falling in line behind Mike. Yes, I, I yes, I give him a B as well. I think he uh he's not like you haven't heard him you know, haven't heard say, Oh, Char's blown a tire, oh Char was responsible for this breakdown. You don't hear much of that at all. Uh, I think he's been very, very good to, to the uh development of Carlo. That is a perfect marriage right there on the on the blue line. So that's great. Like I said, he's uh I think he's just he's he's been he's been he's been uh steady. I think that's all they need from a guy who's, what, 37, 38 years old. So I think he's doing above and beyond what we think. And Amy Sheridan's very upset that we said no way it'd be. Uh, what would you grade him, Amy? Because I think he's playing better than anyone thought. What do you think? What do you think, Jason? Yeah, so like, I think, 
Someone commented in and said that Char doesn't deserve a B. No way a B, Amy Sheridan said. She was very upset about this. Um, I think I'm Char for his age and that. Yeah, see, some people just don't get it. Like, everybody's, he's not going to be 2011 Zidane Chara. We got he ages. He's a human being. Yet, everybody gets lost, like, with Claude, right? Everybody's hooked onto the history in the past. He's not the same. Chara's not the same dude, but he's way better than he's been the last two years. So I'll take it. Jason, I'll give Chara a B plus. Ooh. Yeah. He hasn't been terrible this year. Not unreasonable. He hasn't been. He's been, like, he's, been low, he's been above average. That's all you want to ask for a guy who's 38 years old. Exactly. What more do you want from him? Like, like you said, it's not 2011 anymore. But, no. like, he's playing better than anyone thought he would play, especially after last year. So I thought last year he was horrendous. Last year he was so slow. He, I think he's, he's, he's been using his size to his advantage this year more often. I just think – I just can't – well, I don't get why people would give him below a beat, honestly. I don't well, get it. We got some uh, some charity supporters. Uh, Paul Richardson said he is great, but someone his age. Agreed. Anthony Hopkins, uh, not the actor. Seriously, Chara surprised me this year. He deserves a beat. So some people getting it out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, pleasantly surprised. B, absolutely. I asked me personally. I mean, you agree. Jason seems to even give him a, a B yeah. plus. So obviously, I'm not that where like the B be all end all of uh, grades here, but I mean, I, I just don't see how you can say he's anything less than that. No, but, especially with that decor being most of it being a, a red hot mess. Uh, he's been one of the stable factors that they needed. So, uh, so the next defense that we're going to get to is uh, Tory Krug. I've been very critical of Tory Krug yeah, this I still season, don't like him. <laughs> and that's like... fine. I understand if you don't like him, but recently he's been playing a lot better. Yeah. And, right. I'm going to give Krug the benefit of the doubt for playing a lot better recently than earlier on when I was crapping on him. But I yeah. think overall his season hasn't been a, an entire success, but I think recently he's been playing a lot better. So I'm giving Krug a C+. I, I'm going to go see. The thing that is with me is that his expectation level is so high because of his contract that he just still – I don't think he's playing – he's not a top four defenseman. I, I, he's barely a top four, I should say. Barely. And if you're paying that much money, he should be a three or a two. You know what I mean? That's what kind of – pisses me off about him that he's just you know maybe I'm living in the past with some people like that, that kid who came up during that playoff run at 13 he's long gone man I don't, I don't know where he went I, I'm going to give Tory Krug a B I mean he just was player of the month for the Bruins who cares <laughs> put that on your resume I will Jason Buckley player of the month hey Jason Buckley podcaster of the month Jason you should wear a t-shirt the women will be flocking <laughs> Let's not go there. I just say living on a pig with a yeah. crowd yesterday yesterday at a karaoke bar without actually looking at the lyrics. So I heard, I heard happy twenty first birthday again, by the way, as well. I know. It's tough being twenty six. I felt like twenty one again. <laughs> so we got crew, we give him. You said uh B? I was joking, I'm going B minus. Good. B minus? <laughs> yeah. So he's still he's still burr myself. Uh, so the next one is John Michael Lyles, and I don't even yeah. know where to begin with this because he, we just he, was skip him? For, he was out for concussion for a while, and then he came back. I don't know. when He he doesn't play that much, but when he's played, I don't really like him. I, oh, he played, he played in OT. What game did he play in OT? He just completely was terrible, and they lost. Uh, Carolina. Oh, God, that's awesome. He hasn't played. Let's see. He hasn't played in like a month and a half. Let's put him in the OT. Yet again, Claude doing great things. But uh, Can you guys remind me one more time what we gave up for him last year? A uh, third and a fifth. Shoot me in the face. 
That was a great uh, deadline acquisition of John Michael. Uh, I just, I just, I, I still can't get over the, those two uh, acquisitions. How much they gave away, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't trade Louis. Who would actually could have got something back? That was probably the worst one, the worst trade deadlines like ever. I mean, even worse than the Motto and the Zamner and the uh, second coming of Rolston, who was terrible. That was like one, that was the worst because you had a guy who could have brought you something. They didn't do anything. All right, but that's for another day. Oh, God, that was terrible. That was oh. absolutely brutal. At least when they acquired, like, the guys, like you said, like, Zanin and stuff, Motto, like, they were actually good then, and they were competing. Yeah. But, like, when they did that last year, everyone, I, I, I was shocked. My mouth dropped. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That was I worse couldn't than believe Zaros. It. That was worse than the Zaros, if you can believe it. So, yeah, McLeod's, I mean, do we even really grade him or what? I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like he hasn't really played him when yeah, he does yeah. play him. He's not worth it. Yeah, he's not, he's not, not worth it. All right, so let's talk about Adam McQuaid. Uh, he's the next one on the list. Um, he, he, as you as you can see, he's putting up uh, some great offensive numbers uh, per per usual. That's what McQuaid does. Uh, I, I don't know. I just have a. I, I just personally have a vendetta against Adam McQuaid. I don't think he belongs in the top four, and he's playing top four minutes. Uh, I was pissed off the Bruins signed him. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's been great. I think he's been okay, not great. I think he turns the puck over a lot. He has no offensive game to him whatsoever. I'm gonna give him a C minus, D plus, D plus. Give me a D plus. I give him, I give him a D because the only reason I can give him a D and not an F is because he can fight. That's about it. He's even fighting. I'm gonna go with a D. D, a D for downright disgusting. Yeah, dreadful. Dreadful. Not worth the contract. That's a good good one. Dreadful. How about doo doo? Doo doo's good too. (laughs) Dung. Sorry guys. No, that's right. I completely get where you guys are coming from. Kevin Miller. Kevin Miller is next. In, um, oh, what do you mean? No, it's actually Colin Miller. Uh, all right, Colin. Mm, Colin on his fight alone the other night might have moved up a whole lot of grade, <laughs> to be honest with you. I know. Wasn't that, was... that awesome? wasn't that awesome? I was surprised the rest even let him go. But one I, of my I was... friend... Go ahead. One of my fr- sorry. One of my friends posted, uh, I'm really looking forward to the third period, which I don't think anyone has said in like probably about eight months. Or over a year and a half. <laughs> so when that third period came around, that was like just everything happened that you want to have fights. They actually let them fight and all this stuff. Colin Miller, like he's been pretty much, he probably was down in the D area. I think he's moved up to a C minus after that fight. Honestly, I actually said that that game could have been 2011 Montreal or 08 Dallas. It could be, hopefully, praying to God that this could be the, the that could have been the, uh, you know, the flashpoint right there that for them for the season. Hopefully. We'll see. Mark, let's see what happens. <laughs> they have more games left than they do, but. You can't really grade even Colin Miller. He hasn't really. Claude's not really playing him as much as he should. I mean, compared to McQuaid and Miller, uh, Kevin Miller, um, oh, I'm going to go that. with a C minus. It's the best Colin I can get Miller? Colin Miller. I'm going to give him a, a C, to be yeah. honest. I, I, I mean, I think. He's definitely played a lot better recently, and because um, Claude's actually deciding to play him. Um, I mean, I, 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 see, I see, I see some signs there. As from I mean, obviously, defensemen take sometimes longer to like develop yeah. than for, than forwards Agreed. do. Yeah, and and I think you're starting to see the slow development of Colin Miller. And obviously, I'm not saying he's going to be like a. I don't think he's going to be a top, the number one or number two defenseman. But you can yeah. kind of see what the Bruins oh. saw when they traded for him. You can see some yeah. upside there. So yeah. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing, but obviously I'm going to give him a C personally for right now. So 
that's what we'll go with. I'm gonna give him a C. Well, this makes you think. This makes you think if they get when they get rid of Claude that you know Cassidy right Cassidy had uh, no did Cassidy have him down in Providence for a little yeah while? last year he played with, yes. Pro- with Cassidy last year a little bit this is this is what everybody's been saying forever this may be good for guys like him who just Claude is kind of just stunting his growth and he played and he had Petrano too who was lighting up down there so maybe that could be something yeah, that helps Petrano too yeah pasta too right down there did pasta yeah, yeah pasta was down for a bit he it's had. Carlo, did Carlo go down there? No, Carlo's been, up, Carlo's been up here the whole time. Okay, and then um, just to interject, let me tell you before we get off tonight, I got to tell you about the story about what happened at the UMass Lowell Northeastern hockey game. So just remind me before we leave. I tell that story. All right, yeah, before you leave, we're almost done with these grades. Uh, okay, four players left. We, I mean, technically three. Uh, Kevin Miller is next, Joe. Uh, I think you were Dean. pretty passionate about this uh-uh. one. So <sighs> just as you said, D minus something like that, uh, less than that. Oh, sorry, horrible. Horrible signing. Okay, just awful, horrible signing. He's been hurt. How many games that clown play? He's only played half the season, too, because he's been hurt. So, thank God. How many games? Actually, I can't I can't believe Adam McQuaid's played more than he has. But, anyway, uh, he stinks. He's terrible. He brings nothing. He doesn't even spell his name right. What's Kevin with an A? It's with Denial. <laughs> I know you're from California, all right? Your parents were probably flower children, but whatever. He, he just brings nothing to me but Harper. He just sucks. He scored the other night. Did Riley Nash and Kevin Miller score in the same game? I'm pretty sure. No, Kevin Miller was in Detroit. Oh, it's tonight. Okay, because I know like Lightning can't strike twice. Um, he he's one for four. And he's a minus two. He he sucks. D minus, and I'm being nice. Uh, yeah, that that signing pissed me off more than the McQuaid one did. Because uh, at least McQuaid was here like during the Bruins Stanley Cup runs and like factored into the Bruins winning a cup. Kevin Miller was like, oh god, what is going on here? Now we have to have Kevin Miller and Adam McQuaid on the same team. What a what nightmare is that is. Same what guy, a same nightmare. Guy. Kevin Miller gets like a D minus. Kevin Miller came in. The one thing he could do for this team was hit, and that's about it. Hit and fight, and he hasn't. And he hasn't hit and fought. Yeah, since his shoulder. Doesn't fight. Doesn't hit. Doesn't do anything. Only thing he does is score a goal once every seven years. So he blows. All right, anyone else next? Uh, Joe Morrow's next, but I don't really want to spend any too much time with him because he doesn't really play. So I'm just going to skip over him, and I'm going to go to the goaltenders. And uh, I'm going to go with Anton Hudobin, and I'm going to give Anton Hudobin a flat-out F. He's still, he's still with the team right now because uh, J- Jason said earlier he thinks that it's just because they wanted to give McIntyre the hey, AHL All-Star game. Which yes, is, that's what it was I about. Under, which I understand. Like, McIntyre has definitely earned to be in the AHL All-Star oh, game. He was, he was undefeated down there with Providence. He was playing spectacularly. But right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grade Hudobin. And I'm, well, I'm not going to give McIntyre a grade. For some reason, Claude doesn't play him unless he like, started only like three games. And uh, like Claude just doesn't like to play McIntyre, but Hudobin, I'm giving it an F. This was a guy I brought in to try and stir up the backup goaltending position, and he's been absolutely nothing but a catastrophic failure. Sucks. He has one win every time he goes in the game. You have to hold your breath because you don't know what he's going to do. He can't save the puck. He he plays terrible angles, and I'm just not happy with Hudobin. I think that was this was another bad sign by Sweeney, and we've said this a lot recently through these grades because there hasn't been that many good ones. I, I just had dove into my mouth. I had gas, sorry. Um, yeah, he's terrible. He sucks. When I was seeing the transactions, I guess they set him up, down, up, down, whatever, in the last few days here, and I was getting losing my mind because I'm like, I knew that McIntyre had his stuff going on, so I'm just, I just hope that McIntyre is coming back after this All-Star game. Yeah, they're not sending McIntyre down. down for performance. They're sending him down to reward him, which I think right, he deserves. Right. He's going to come right. He's coming back up for tomorrow night, right? I think so. They might let him. They might give him a day off, let him rest up, let him come back for that next game, which would wouldn't be unreasonable. 
You know what would be scary that they might well they, keep in mind too, there's only there's only ten games in this month of February. There's no 11. reason to let's play them all. You know what I mean? Because um I think they, how many do they have any back to backs next month? I don't think they have any back to backs. They have a back to they have a back to back tomorrow, Wednesday. Vancouver March they got a Vancouver March oh all right, I'm sorry, yeah. They got two back to backs. Uh actually three in the month. So that that'll probably give McIntyre three starts and seven for Tuka, hopefully. So <clears throat> I like that kid to get a win finally. Jeez, played so good too. I think he's played admirable for you know for a rookie. So absolutely. No. Um, but so I'm not, we don't want to. We just pretty much gave McIntyre a great anyways. But um, let's just yeah, Tuka, the last one that we're gonna go with is Tukarask, and this one's kind of tough for yeah. me personally because earlier in the year he was an absolute hundred percent A plus. But like Joe yes. said earlier in the show, even to us Tuka fans that like Tuka can actually yeah. agree when he's not. Doing well, yep. and recently he hasn't been doing that well. But he's still keeping the Bruins in games, I personally think. And even though I'm not, I don't think he's got the A plus that he has earlier. I think this without him, as you can see, because the backup goaltenders yep. combined only have one win. So without yep. Tuka, this team sucks. I'm still yep. gonna give Tuka a B plus. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna agree. He's not the letter grade, yeah. I'm gonna agree. That's a fair grade. Yep. So the thing about Tuka is, as we all said, as people say, he might have coughed up one or two games. Granted. But he also won you about seven or eight. So he's a plus six if we had a stat for that. So uh, if it wasn't Vatuka, this team would be definitely in last. Okay. And, you know, he's played off his mind for about, I would say, what, 52 games, I would say probably about 70% of the season he's played. Agreed. And uh, what's really going to stink is when these other teams, the other teams don't really have the goaltending that the Bruins have. So hopefully that will save them um, and get them in. But I still think it's a stretch. Even if Tuka plays off his mind, He's going to have to – actually, here he goes. Tuca has to play out of his mind for them to make the playoffs. Absolutely. I totally agree. But – so that was all grades for the uh, mid period during the year. I think we uh, – since there's only – it's probably like two months left of the season. I think, I think we should just wait, hold off on them again until the end of the season. What do you guys think? Great. I agree. Only have, only have 32 games left. I mean, might as well just wait till the end of the season, right? We should, we should try to write down what we said the last two times we gave grades because just to see how we can compare. No, no yeah, Dave, I'll do that when I go through the video again. Oh, I love you in a, in a dude way, Jason. Of course. Um, <laughs> so, do you guys want to hear my quick uh, yeah, story? Yeah, Joe, Joe, bust right, So, you, you might have seen it on Facebook because I know you, I think you both follow me. But anyway, so I took my son to his first hockey game. Right, UMass Lowell, Northeast, and I went to UMass Lowell. My buddy got free tickets. He took his daughter. Great time. Okay, we so we thought. And you left so me got, out. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So so we get there, right? We get there. We sit down, and uh, you know, a woman passes by with four of her kids. And you decide, and you know, she lost her balance and decided to use my friend's daughter as kind of a way to catch her balance. You know, like basically palm her head like a basketball. And I'm like, what are we doing here? What's going on? You know, and then I go get a couple of beers, get my son an $18 hockey, you know, the little souvenir hockey sticks? Yeah, yeah. 18 bucks, guys. $18. Ridiculous. Yeah, hockey is so Oh, dude, like a hat. I got a nice hat for 22 bucks, but they had hats for $40. They go, are we at the garden tonight? Like, what's going on? So I get a couple of beers. I'm walking my son back. You know, the ushers don't let you go during a play. So they let us down. My son was walking down. This old job of the hut looking woman decided to put her arm across the way and block my son. Like, he's clotheslining like a WWE. And, uh, and I go, man, my son's trying to get down. Three years old now. She's like, nobody's passing me. I'm watching the game and all this. And I'm like, whatever, lady. You know what I mean? Like, lost my mind. And then this dude behind me starts going, keep walking. I love this city of Lowell. I, you know what? I, I just got to 
I got oh. a, I got so much blood. My son is three years old. How tall do you think he is, lady? Why don't you get up off your big, big elephant legs and stand up then? Uh, Lowell, what a, what a absolute train wreck that city is. Uh, yeah, I'm, sorry if, I'm sorry people live there and are passionate about that place, but I, I just, Lowell's a dump. I drove there well, earlier I, this week. It's a dump. Know, all right, let's, guys, there's crazy people. There's crazy people everywhere. I think there's three crazy people on this podcast right now, but whatever. I'm <laughs> psychotic. It's okay. But there are some, there's some people that just like, it's a three-year-old kid. Like, come on. You know, if it's, if you want to yell at me, that's different. I'm an adult. I'll take it. But don't yell at me, kid. Are you kidding me? But anyway, just that that was like I, I don't want to have to go to uh, have to go to Lowell, uh, you know, uh, UMass Lowell Riverhawk game with like a, you know with a Kevlar. Uh, maybe ne- maybe next time go to Merrimack. Well, I went to UMass Lowell, pal. So that yeah, it's my mom, bro. They're actually good in hockey now. Yeah, <laughs> so they actually more. have been they have been doing a lot uh, better re- in the past in the recent years or so. So that's good for them to turn the program back around. See what you said. Jimmy Lieber Jr. just said, Lowell's gross. Minnie Lawrence of Brockton. Gross, dirty people. Good job. It is. It is. I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to offend anyone if anyone's listening from that place, but, oh, man, that place is brutal. Thank it's you terrible. It's no, I, I, I used to I used to play, have play like, hockey growing up sometimes the Saugus Arena, and I used oh, yeah. to hate driving up there because you have to drive through, like, this, the heart of the city to get there. It's like Yeah, it takes me 20 disgusting. minutes to get up the highway to get to my house just to cut through the city. There are some scary folks. Don't get me wrong. There are some nice pockets. Well, as you said, there are there are some scary, there's some bad places everywhere though. So I'm not just trying to dump on just the city of Lowell. Like that guy said, Lawrence is pretty bad too. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> hey, Brockton, Brockton. Oh man, you don't want to go down there either. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go to Brockton. All right. Anyway, sorry about like. Uh, that, that's just half. a quick Massachusetts city uh, lesson there for, for some of the folks. So you guys uh, might want you, you guys might want to stay from at stay away from Atoll too. Chase, <laughs> where, where do you live again? I live in a place that I call Templeton, Tucky, but it's Templeton. Templeton. I heard they just got indoor plumbing. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike's from the some from the sea town, so you can't really make fun of him at all. Nope, I live in the nope. town. <laughs> all right, guys. Mike, you wanted to discuss the All Star game, and then we want to do the predictions. Yeah, just, what do you want to do? Just, I just want to touch the Austin name quickly. Um, I think the NHL, the skills competition, has been really good recently, and. I know, I know all-star games don't usually get a lot of publicity and no one really cares about all-star games, but I think the NHL does a really good job of, you know, doing what the audience likes with the skills competition and with the three-on-three, you know, format, whereas teams from divisions, I just think that brings out, you know, the best of certain players and uh, the Metropolitan Division One, obviously, which isn't a surprise because they've been the best division all season long, if you've noticed through the, the playoff picture. And I like how every team's represented. And even when you have every team represented, it's not like baseball where like where some baseball teams suck and you don't want that player on the team. The NHL, every team has one good player at least. I just think the NHL All Star Game is the best thing that the NHL has done in quite some time, and that's why I just wanted. To, Joe was told Joe told me he was going to watch it, but he he lied yeah. to me and didn't watch it. You're right, a liar, so, Joe. Uh, Let me give my take. This is Jason's take on the All Star Game. Now oh, I didn't no, get to watch just... much of it. I worked all weekend, but um. All right, your take Let me say this straight: Cam Atkinson is a freaking beast. Oh, he's good. Oh, he is a beast. And in that three-on-three, that goal where he picked up his own rebound, absolutely incredible. And I'm telling you, that Metropolitan, those Pacific divisions are really good. And those okay. players are skilled. And, you know, that that challenge with the offsides call, I think it's a waste of time to have a challenge in an offside game, even though there's a million dollars on the line. Personally. Oh, that was pathetic. That, 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 was that to me was part. pathetic. Over a yeah, small decimal. 
Yeah, that you was know, the one bad part of the game. But other than yeah. that, I think the NHL does a great job with the product. And, the and they do. That's a great product. The Oshla game, I like the change. I know that you've seen we've seen debates about wh whether it's lost. It's lost after two two tries. Uh, we we I, I like it. Do, do you want to hear? You want to hear who's pathetic? ESPN on their app reported that the Metropolitan Division beat the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. The, the ESPN and obviously the NHL don't have a relationship anymore. And for those of you that don't, and for those of you that like 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 hockey, obviously I'm assuming if you like hockey, listen to this podcast. But if you watch ESPN, like obviously like uh, myself personally, I like baseball and football. So, so occasionally I'll throw on ESPN. They don't know what to do with hockey. And for those of you that for those of you that don't know, uh, the reason that the, the NHL because the NHL used to be on ESPN. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, Gary. Yeah, and it was great when it was on ESPN. But the reason they're not on the ESPN anymore is because uh, the ESPN lowballed them with an offer for money. And they were like, they gave him pretty much like the a low ball contract offer. So the NHL said, screw this. And that's why they're on, it was Versus, but then they changed it to NBC Sports Network. Do you remember when it was Versus? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah versus, yeah. So it, it used to be Versus. Before, like, it was like Outdoor Channel. Yeah. And, and now NBC has the broadcast rights. And I think NBC does a good job. And the NHL Network, I think, does a good job, too. The one complaint I do have with the NHL is that I think there should be a game on either NBC Sports Network or the NHL Network every day. I agree. That's that's just me personally. I mean, you have I enough. Can't stand Pierre. Can't stand Pierre. Yeah. And I I like Pierre. I mean, I, no, I don't like Pierre. I shouldn't say that. He's very nozzle, but I don't like him. But that's why ESPN can't do hockey anymore, and that's why they don't spend a lot of time on hockey. So if you watch Sports Center, you'll notice they'll do like a quick like, oh, thirty second skit on hockey, and it'll just be like, oh, Crosby scored last night, and the Penguins win. Okay, yep, oh, moving on now to LeBron James. That's what then ESPN does because, <laughs> because that's what happens with the NHL. I mean, with the NHL and ESPN. ESPN is a joke. ESPN is a two-sport pony. ESPN, thanks for the Flategate clowns. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's it's cool. a, a two-sport pony, football and basketball. That's all it all is. Yes, hate them. Yeah, anyway. Anyways, I just wanted to get that off my chest. What, it was yeah. an upstart game and ESPN. But, uh, guys, at the halfway point, just before we do our quick predictions, um, I, don't, I didn't plan you guys for this, but I'm just going to ask you guys, um, if you had to – uh, you know, say you were going to like Vegas or whatever, and you had to put money on a Stanley Cup matchup. Right now, just um, halfway through the season, who would you guys pick in the Stanley Cup Finals? Mm, I would say Chicago because they're just really good all the time, and they're battle tested. I got to remember who's actually good in the East here. Columbus is not going to be there. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh's. I eh, mean Pittsburgh. Um, we'll look around. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe mm, Washington. Oh, Washington's been on fire, huh? They're a big bunch of chokers, too. I think Pittsburgh or Chicago. There you go. That's yours. Jason, do you want to go? You want me wow. to go? Wow. <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe. What is with us today? Are we on the same page oh, or something? Stop it. Are you outside my window? There you are. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying, Are you agreeing with him, Jason? I have a hard time not. Of course. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with both of you personally. Cool. But I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it to the West. I'm gonna go with St. Louis in the West. St. Louis. Yeah. Mm. All right, That's I'm funny. gonna I'm gonna say um uh I'm gonna go with the San Jose Sharks to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. And I'm with and I'm gonna say the San Jose Sharks play the Washington Capitals and the Washington Capitals are gonna win the Stanley Cup this year. Well, that's just like this is gonna be the year Washington gets over the hump. If you look oh, at if you look yeah. at well ratings. if you look at this sports year, who would have thought that the Cleveland that Cleveland would get off the snide? The Cubs win the World Series. 
and you have Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. It's all all teams that you didn't expect to even be there. So I'm going to say why the hell not and go with Washington. That's pretty fair. I had a tough time telling myself no on Washington, so that's pretty fair. All right, quickly, who will be the worst team in the league? Oh, that's a good question. Colorado. It's not even a question. Yeah, it's going to be Colorado, but let's go with the Eastern Conference. Let's go with the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference is um, more wide open than the West. Uh, So if you're looking at the Eastern Conference standings right now, the Devils are in last place right now, but they're tied with Detroit, Buffalo, and Carolina for the last uh, four. They're all tied with 49 points last in the East. Then you have Tampa at 50, uh, the Islanders at 51. So the Eastern Conference is pretty jam-packed. And personally, the team that I think is going to sink to the bottom is, I think New Jersey's going to I think New Jersey's going to stay there. Yeah, but the thing is, you look at this, I mean, if you look at the East, the East is like could be like what the ninth the last team in the East could be like the ninth seed in the West. That's how bad the uh, the West is after, you know, the, the playoff teams. My god. I know that, it's been it's been bad. Arizona Colorado. Can we just I'm like, gonna go with the Bruins. No, that's, they're not going to fall. Uh, the Bruins going to the Bruins. They, they, let's, two things have to happen for the Bruins right now for them to have a shot. They have to go on a big. They have to go on a long winning streak. We're talking five games plus, I think. And the rest of the teams just have to completely blow the rest of the way. I mean, well, the Bruins can help themselves out with the schedule this week. So uh, let's do our predictions for this week, if you guys don't mind. Let's do, let's do this. All right, the Bruins will have three games this week. Uh, they'll play tomorrow. Uh, they play the day after that, and then they play Saturday. So they played Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday this week. Uh, two games are on the road. One's at home. They're at Tampa on Tuesday. They're at Washington on Wednesday. And they're playing the Maple Leafs home on Saturday. And that Maple Leafs game should be circled on the Bruins' schedule. But I know you want to go one game at a time. But I, I'm gonna. I usually don't do this. I usually am, I've recently been doom and gloom with this team. But I just like whether they they're at for the last two games. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and. I right. shouldn't do this. I shouldn't have a hope. And Jason, Jason said that to me earlier. I don't have faith in them. But for some reason, I just have a tiny bit of last, last slimmer of hope. And I'm going to say the Bruins go 2-1 and one this week. I think they're going to beat Tampa, and they're going to beat Toronto, and they're going to lose to Washington. All right, I got the bag on. But here's my prediction. Uh, they're going to go 1-2. and two. They are going to beat Tampa. No, actually, yeah, they're going to beat Tampa, lose to Washington, Toronto. So they're going to have a three-game winning streak, get us all hot and bothered, get us in a big broth and lather. And then they're going to go back to what they were. That's so Bruins, too. That would be so Bruins. And get the Does anybody up. have a coin? I'm going to make my decision on coin flip. How you do that? Because <laughs> I hate you both because you both stole my prediction. Uh, you, <laughs> uh, one and two? both said one and two? No, I said two and one or one and two, and I don't know which. How about 0 oh and three? I think we were all long, wrong last week because we didn't think they were going to win a game. And they won no, two. we all said 0 oh and two, and they won them both. 0 yeah, so oh and three. We got this. Jason's one and three. Jason's one and three. There's only three. Oh, oh, oh I said zero oh and three. <laughs> I know, busting, busting jobs. It pains me to say it, but I have to have something different than you guys. So I'm gonna right. do the crazy and thing. Just an update: if the Bruins do win three games in a row, the Bruins victory bear will be back. But if they do not, the bag will remain. Hashtag Bruins bag. Hashtag Bruins bag. We'll keep it till further notice, uh, and uh, we'll see. And but, while uh, we conclude, to... Joe, do you want to talk about Blagapulusa? Oh, thank you, sir. You are a great man. So, uh, boss, make quick. Boss Sports Blogger Palooza for podcasters, bloggers, fans, and uh, anyone who's like social media on Twitter or Facebook to talk sports. Uh, we'll be on the 25th of March at the Causeway uh, Restaurant and Grill across from the Garden. The Garden. 
Uh, it will be at about 12 o'clock. We're going to have Fanatics.com will be there. That's Power the Boston Gadden. Boston Gaddens. NHL, it's going to be wicked pissed. Uh, <laughs> you know, the NHL shop, the NFL shop, they're going to be there as well. We're going to have Nick Gelso, the godfather of CLNS Radio uh, Network. He'll be there talking about how he rose to the top. And uh, it's going to be great, good networking. If you guys are in college and journalism majors, sports journalism, sports marketing, get your butt over there as well, 21 plus, because we like to do the drinking because we have to self-medicate, even Bruins fans. And go to boston.sportsblogapalooza.com or search on Eventbrite. Thank you very much. Actually, I already have and, uh, myself registered. I've registered for about a month now. I gotta, I gotta register. Yeah, exactly. I gotta register myself. I got, I haven't done that yet, but I will. Yeah, could you do that, please? Show me. Some, yes. Show, show us some solidarity here, bro. Yes, I, I will. I will do that. Yeah, though, Mike, but, don't uh, be, don't be late for that either. Come on, man. Yeah. Just teasing. Excuse me. Did that was that a mic drop? Literally. Yeah, yeah. That was a burn. <laughs> yes. It, it was what you call a zing. That was a double mic drop. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing the show next week with you guys. You guys are too. You guys are too mean for me. <laughs> but anyways, that'll wrap up our show for uh, for this week. Uh, we will be back next week again, obviously discussing either doom or gloom. But I'm assuming it will be gloom. But uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter. Um, I'm at I'm at Mike Seven Twenty Two. He's at Jason Buckley Ninety One, and Joe is at Big Bad Bruins Eighty Eight. You can also follow our personal account at. Bruins underscore beat, and you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? Yep, you can find us on Boston Bruins Beat Podcast on iTunes. You can find us on our CLNS radio app. To all the fans that have been listening, thank you very much. To our new listeners, you know, go ahead and leave us a rate on iTunes because your ratings and your subscriptions help us with our show. And that's all I got at the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, we'll we'll the next few games, you can find us on the Tobin Bridge. Okay. Absolutely. But you can find Joe on the Tobin Bridge. I'm not driving out to Boston, but uh By the nearest bridge. Go to the Gill Bridge. It's not too far. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Please man. Please. Oh that came out. <laughs>